0: Welcome to Swanglinese, the only podcast talking the language of business here in the Middle East. Your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Andermo, give you their own insights, as well as interviewing business leaders in the region to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Barry, Oscar, let's talk Swanglinese. So, welcome to another episode of the Swenglinese podcast, and I'm uh, with Barry, I pick The part of uh, doing this podcast is that I get free consultations from Barry. Mm -hmm. I can pick his brain on the topics that I'm interested in, (laughs) and you, as a listener, as well. You don't have to pay Barry for this. (laughs) So (laughs) Barry, today, good
1: idea (laughs) anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So Barry,
0: we uh, we wanted to discuss a little bit about online reputation, yeah, and then also, yeah, so. Tell us a little bit about online repetition and how does it affect our businesses? Yeah, well,
1: Privacy and all these uh, things. Yeah, mm. it was, it's, it's a good subject and um, it's one I'm happy to talk about because it's so important, I think, for everybody mm. as individuals and then also everybody from a brand perspective. So when I talk about this to some of my clients, so I talk about brand you as mm. your personal brand and then the brand that you represent as, a, as, a, as a, an employee or maybe as the owner, mm. or whatever, you know, and how realistically these two things now are the same. Mm. Uh, I get a lot of people saying, but it's not fair. My Facebook page, my LinkedIn page, that's my page. I can do what I want, I can say what I want. The reality is, this day and age, you can't. Yeah. Um, and it's a case of understanding that and then having to adapt to this new world. And this is the thing, you know, digital is not new anymore, but we're still not sure how it fits in, how to use it most effectively. And then when it comes to things like online reputation, which for the next, I don't know, three to four years, this is how you and I will be judged. Mm. You know, What's the first thing you do if, for example, in the uh, coaching business that you've got, a new client comes to you, or you're put in touch with somebody as a potential client, what do you do? LinkedIn.
0: Immediately, I search for him on LinkedIn, right. find everything. Uh, even, uh, you know, I was uh, pitching something to, to uh, a hotel the other day, these sales trainings that I do for hotels, and I went into his LinkedIn profile and I started looking what education he had. Yeah. He has to see if he's interested in training or not. Right. So you just, and all the information is there. Is there, exactly. I never met the guy, we're not
1: friends on LinkedIn. No. this just got got his name from someone else. Yeah. And yeah, so there is no privacy. Basically. No, there isn't, and, but it's such a useful tool because then like you say, you can a judge if he's interested in training based on perhaps his personal, interest, uh, no. personal background, sorry. But then on his LinkedIn page, he's also got other things that he's interested in. So from a, sales perspective, yeah, you can brilliant. then find something that's maybe you've got in common, yeah. maybe you went to the same school, maybe you're interested in the same yeah. things, Part- or you see if he's connected, who in your network is connected with, and you, know, yeah. oh, I mean
0: you for sales it's brilliant, because when you give him a call, you're like, oh, I see you know uh, this person, oh, there's
1: a friend of mine as well, how do you know each other, you know, yeah. and it's there an go. easy way to start building rapport, it's Yeah, like, oh, we went to school, we played football with each other, we did yeah. that. Oh great, I knew him from and and of course that's the whole point that this is where LinkedIn becomes such an important part of your Mm. online reputation because actually it's the first place that people go and what usually pops up in the number one space on Google for somebody's name Mm. is their LinkedIn profile. I would say, and again I don't know what the actual statistics, but I'm going to say 98% of working professionals globally have a LinkedIn page it ranks number one in Google for your name because that's the most relevant piece of information. So is it a good idea to take control of that piece of information? Yeah. But say. what about the other social media like Facebook and, and
0: Instagram where people tend to put put more personal things? Sure. Like so, the
1: party pictures and this kind of thing. Yeah, and this is where the people have to be a little bit more conscious about mm-hmm. this because whilst LinkedIn is deemed the professional network and this is where we're supposed to put the most professional image of ourselves, some people still don't even do that. But then you go into the Facebooks, Instagrams, and Twitters, and so forth, mm-hmm. and people say, well, that's definitely mine. Except if you have your name on your profile, which most people do, it's not difficult to link your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all of these things back to LinkedIn, mm-hmm. where it categorically says who you are and who you work for. And you know, we've got friends in the digital industry who have been told, these are digital directors, by their HR department, within 20 minutes of posting something on Facebook that they're not allowed to post that. Mm. And this is where it's going to, that it's becoming part of policy, Mm. because companies' online reputation is so valuable, I can't afford for you as an employee to damage that. Mm. And this is where we get into this idea of privacy, personal, professional, is there really any of this? Because it's true, if I represent a brand, so let's say I I worked for Microsoft at the beginning of my career, this is it, 17 years ago. If I represent Microsoft today, do you think that they, as a brand, would allow me on my Facebook page where it has my name, it may even have where I work on my Facebook page, can I legitimately post pictures of me partying all the time? Mm. And this is a question, it's a good question because, I mean, mm. what do you think? Yeah. Should you be able to? Yeah, and also, like, for example,
0: let's say you. Work for Samsung and you start posting pictures on the new app, uh, iPhone, you know,
1: or something yeah, like this, you know. So privacy versus work, you know, where is the line? Where is the line? And you've got people posting, you know, they are ambassadors for Samsung and they're posting their tweet and it says, "posted from iPhone. Yeah. And, you know, and you yeah. just think, so. you're not thinking. You're yeah. just not thinking because now it's out there for the whole world to see and you mm. look like a bit of a, an idiot. And th- the whole thing around this subject is the why it's so important is because then we judge people. you know what the social media has done is it made us really good at judging people (laughs) because as soon as you see something posted on any of the social channels if you've got an opinion you jump in if you think they're wrong you'll tell them that they're wrong if you think they're right you might agree with them and then suddenly this conversation turns into a um, he said she said kind of thing Mm -hmm. and it's out there for all to see and it might be on a subject that you don't really want associated with your workspace but it's too late
0: Do you think you should keep your Facebook and Instagram private and not, uh, like, security settings, don't have it open for everyone, or?
1: It depends what you're using it for. Like,
0: like, for me, for example, I have my uh, consultancy, Chicago Consulting, and I have my coaching, uh, concept, strategic tech coaching. Yeah. So, and that, it's me. It's, you know, so the brand is me as well, somehow, you know. I have a separate website, uh, Facebook group for uh, strategic tech coaching,
1: but then I share it on my own page, and, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. But this is where you're consciously aware of that. Now, Mm -hmm. you've got your brand, your consultancy is you, and so in this particular situation, you're pretty much aware of what you're doing all of the time because you know that that's what's potentially going to happen. If you put something on your personal page or on your consultancy page that you'll share on your personal page or Mm -hmm. vice versa. So with that in mind, are you going to post things that are, you know, controversial... Mm racist for example yeah, being, yeah. You know, are you going to put those things yeah. out there probably not because no, you know yeah, that there's a yeah. high probability yeah. I'm going to share this and yeah. people searching for it will see it and think oh I didn't know Oscar had those feelings about this particular yeah. person religion, yeah. whatever it is that you put out yeah. there and that again rightly or wrongly they will judge you on it. Yeah, yeah. No, I try really to avoid political things because mm. uh, it's so divided, you know. And, you know. <laughs> it, well, this is what, something that I say, and I know that I don't want to talk about it much because it gets too much attention anyway, but our mm. friend in America, Mr. Trump, yeah. you have your opinion about him. Yeah. Now, if you're anti him and you go onto your social medias and you say how anti you are about him, that's your choice. But what happens if you're currently looking for a job yeah. You are going out there online, looking, searching, putting your CV in front of people, and you get to interview stage. And he has and a Trump pin on that. Exactly. What the CEO is a massive Trump supporter. Uh, do you think you're going to get any further yeah, down that exactly, line? Yeah. Whether you're equipped to do the job or not, it yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter because he or she or the recruiter will go, oh, big red mark. <laughs> yeah. We can't have yeah. him coming in here because if it comes out that he's completely anti and our boss is completely pro, then he will not fit in or she will not fit into the culture of this company. And again, that's the kind of judgments that are being made, that people are not necessarily putting all the pieces together. So
0: if, even if you have the strict security settings on, for example, Facebook, you, you still recommend people to be a little bit careful with these controversial topics. Absolutely. Like, you know, you know, me, like I have some friends that are into conspiracy theories. Yeah. I have some friends that are, you know, very pro, maybe some religion or Trump or whatever, you know. Yeah. But
1: keep that for yourself. Yeah. You don't have to put it on social media. You don't. And this is the thing. I, if You can put it on social media, mm-hmm. but be prepared... For judgment and mm. fallout from mm. it. The only way to protect yourself 100% is to not put it out there. Mm. Social, digital, internet, it's a public space. Mm. So everything you put on there, you have to be ready to be judged by it. Mm. And when you do start talking about things like politics and religion, and th- that's where you really get polar opposites, you know. Mm. And you can get drawn into a debate where you really. Um, It it riles you, it gets you and so you start to think slightly differently and then you react emotionally because we're Mm. human beings at the end of the day Mm. and that's where we have a problem because Mm. the emotion comes out and suddenly without thinking we are ranting about how it's such a good thing or such a bad thing and and we're putting it out there on public Mm. record and the problem with those kind of conversations is that the algorithms of LinkedIn, Facebook and Google more and more people get involved with those conversations that must mean this conversation is relevant so then when more people go searching for this particular subject Mm. guess what they show they show this conversation there's your name Mm. with your maybe far right or Mm. far left opinion um, and people will look at you and go ooh Wow. Especially when I was, uh, you know, perhaps thinking about calling you to have a meeting about business or, mm. uh, you know, that situation where you were evaluating a graphic design company, I think. Yeah, online. in Sweden. Yeah. Uh, PR company. PR company. Yeah. 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 And uh, whilst you're on Skype to them, yeah. you're Googling them. And based on what you found yeah. on Google, it was number one,
0: uh, a long thread about all uh, like how she was such a bad person, but she, she's not. It was just teenagers yeah. writing nasty comments, basically. Sure, but uh, did she get the job? No, she didn't. Yeah, because it,
1: whether it's true or not it doesn't no. matter anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Because our expectation as consumers, especially when it comes yeah. to Google, for example, is whatever th- comes number yeah. one, that's the answer. The sad part of this story is that th- this is like a forum in Sweden that is
0: uh, like very controversial. They talk about everything, and a lot of teenagers are on there like discussing things. Uh, the end of the story is. In the beginning, she was not participating in the discussion. Right. But after a while, she started commenting, and it made it even worse. Right. And then her friends tried to comment, and it made it even worse. <laughs> and they ended up with someone from that uh, circle that read this thread, hacked her Facebook account and posted pictures of Pooh. <laughs> uh, so she's not on Facebook anymore. Right. She, she just, uh, I can't. But she's really good on LinkedIn. Right. So she's very good on LinkedIn now. And uh, everyone that are, you know a senior and, you know, not a teenager and, yeah. can, like, still respects her. It's just, I mean, it's yeah. almost the opposite. Like, for her, maybe she can maybe use it to get business even, you know, like... Because everyone knows that those teenagers saying nasty things about her. It's not... It's the teenagers making the fool of yeah. themselves, you know. Yeah, exactly. And this yeah. is part
1: of why we do um, run Beat the cyberbully as an initiative to go into schools and talk to that age mm-hmm. group about what they're doing, sharing and saying it to each other. But then when they do things like that, there the are real life implications mm. for that, and this lady has had fallout from that. Mm. Yes, people do understand that that's teenagers being silly, but it has cost her business. It cost her business yeah. with you at the yeah, end of the exactly, day. Yeah. She's had to go through this whole process yeah. of. And, and not, imagine if I would interview one of those teenagers when he's 22, 23, mm. and I find out that he wrote this. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, it's why would so stu- you do that? Yeah, it's so and, and then people will say, yeah, but they were teenagers. And, mm. and that person might say in the interview, well, I was only 13 years mm. old. You say, Yeah, but why did you do that in the first place? Because there's lots of other 13-year-olds out there that didn't didn't do that. And this is the thing. Do you really want to have that conversation and interview? No. So
0: that's why it's so important, I think, what you're doing with Beat the Cyberbully, that going around the schools and creating awareness around this that you can't just say anything on social media just because you're hiding, you know, the keyboard warrior, warrior, you know? You can't say anything. uh, Everything is trackable, even if you're hiding behind a
1: VPN or whatever, you you know. Absolutely. It is, Mm. and this is the problem, is that we, uh, working professionals today, are still trying to figure Mm. it out. The next generation coming through have kind Mm. of figured out how to use the technology, but for some reason are choosing to use it in a negative light. Mm. So that's where that initiative comes in to try and educate them around Mm. that. But then even in the working population today, so um, I would say... And maybe from 25 years and upwards, maybe even a little bit older and upwards, mm. it's even more important, because the online reputation affects the 55-year-old CEO just as much as it does the mm. aspiring 21-year-old graduate, mm. um, because at that level, when you are a CEO, you're under even more scrutiny, mm-hmm. and there's been so many examples of these guys who are not really familiar with social media, look at it and go, I don't need to know this, because I'm, I'm retiring mm-hmm. in a couple of years, but... What they do in those two years can, can really affect what happens in terms of do you actually get to retire gracefully with a you know, glowing mm. career or do you get to retire in disgrace because mm. you manage to send something mm. inappropriate to somebody who pretended mm. to be somebody else and suddenly your online reputation is in the toilet. Mm. Mm. And then, of course, when people come to look at you in the future, they put your name in, and what does Google remember? Mm. It remembers the mistake. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we talked about you did a session in Sweden, I think, and the the, the example I gave you, Justine yeah. Sacco. Yeah, that's uh, so you interesting. Know, it's crazy. Yeah, you want to share that example? Well, yeah, I mean, most, maybe people haven't, but the, she, was the, uh, she worked for one of the biggest PR communication companies in, in America. Yeah. So communications and public relations was her job. Um, but she sent a, te- a tweet. Uh, she only had 170 followers. She sent a tweet to them before she got on a plane to Africa. I won't say what she tweeted. Yeah. Uh, just so, yeah, Google her name and you'll find it. And this is the thing she tweeted this to 170 followers she thought within 170 followers was a journalist who had 25,000 followers on Twitter. He retweeted this tweet and it went viral, basically to the point where she got on the plane for an 11-hour flight, turned her phone off. In the 11 hours ensuing, all hell broke loose on the ground, whereby... I this think it was millions, millions yeah, of people. Millions like, it was trending on uh, t- yep. Twitter, and you know they set up a hashtag mm. called uh, hashtag Has Justine Landed Yet? Because everybody was like, "What's going to happen?" Wait, so her, best, f- yeah, now, right? her best, friend deleted her Twitter account to try and, but again, too late. As <laughs> soon as you hit go, you lose already, control. Yeah. And as it was retweeted, off it went, and it takes on a life of its own. Yeah. So the hashtag Has Justine Landed was set up. It was trending for two days. People wanted to know what happened. She landed turned on her phone and, as you might Mm -hmm. expect, there were phone calls, voice messages, emails, she was fired immediately, Um, she lost her job, she then couldn't get another job, she feared for her life because of some of the Mm -hmm. threats that were being sent through to her online. So she went from this working professional, and we all, perhaps listening Mm -hmm. to this podcast, are working professionals, think it can't happen Mm -hmm. to us, but it just took one second of, of not paying attention. And not really thinking it through. It's like, well, only 170 people are going to see this. And they're my friends. They understand my sense of humor. But that's not always the Mm -hmm. case. And that's the whole point, is that then that tweet, taken out of context, well, I will interpret it the way I want to, Mm -hmm. not necessarily how you meant it. And then that could be interpreted as racist, rude, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just inappropriate. And in this case, it was obviously... (laughs) Again, Google her name, Justine Sacco, this happened a good couple of years ago, but everything online, her online reputation, it talks about but, um, the mistake that I she made. I believe
0: John Ronson is writing a book about the whole yeah. thing, yeah. the English uh, writer. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to uh, make uh, a pitch for you, Barry, Yeah. so you don't have to pitch, I'll pitch. If you are in a school in Dubai, have, you know any schools in Dubai and you want Barry to come and talk about this, because I think it's extremely important, to create this awareness so your your teenage kids doesn't do the same mistake, yeah. then contact Barry, because I've seen his talks and they're actually brilliant and it makes you think a lot. So there you go, Barry, a pitch for you. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah. So Where miss- can they contact you? If they want to
1: so um, go to the website beatthecyberbully.ae. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter we're at cybersafetyUAE and on Facebook also at uh, cybersafetyUAE. Uh, My number, my direct number is on most of those things because we're doing it here on the ground in the UAE. Um, We do sessions for students, we also do sessions for parents and that's actually one of the ones that schools get us to do quite a lot of because it's the parents that got probably the most questions about, especially their kids, younger kids using online gaming platforms for example. Who has access to those shared servers, who they are associating with on the chat functions, and then just generally how they use all of these different technologies. The kids, from what age and up, is it so relevant to? We do like know. when they start with the phone, basically? Well, yeah. Months, or and or? here in the UAE, they start with a phone at like three, four, <laughs> three six <laughs> three months or three years. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> There's only so much that we can do, and that's why at the younger age it's more about talking to the parents yeah. to increase their level. We seem to get the best feedback from the student sessions from probably ages twelve to seventeen, yeah. um, because we make it relevant to them at that stage. That's in life. when they're about
0: to go out for yeah. their career, and
1: they exactly <laughs> you know, they're thinking about maybe what they're doing at GCSE. Yeah. And at then bullying
0: is uh, yeah. you know a big thing in that time. So, okay, I, I have another question. Uh, in I know, for example, in Sweden now a lot of parents are not posting pictures of their kids anymore. Yeah. Uh, you're about to become a father, what What are your thoughts on this? Because for me it's a bit sad because I'm here and my brother has two kids back in Sweden and I yeah. want to follow my nieces, you know. Yeah. But uh,
1: they kind of have some policy that, you know, no kids on social media. Yeah. What That's are your thoughts on this? So it's a really interesting scenario because there's this um, phenomenon of paparazzi parents, mm. so what we call them, and that is proud parents, putting the pictures of their kids online and uh, wanting to show people. Now this comes back to your previous question about privacy settings. What you can do is you can set up your Facebook so that only your family can see it. So it's not necessarily what Facebook was designed for because the whole thing was about you know big reach and mm-hmm. so forth. But from a personal perspective in your scenario, your brother can have you know a Facebook page just for parents and lock it down. To immediate family mm-hmm. that means only the things that uh, only the people that have permission can see the information mm-hmm. the only thing that it doesn't apply to is your profile picture and your header image okay those are always public so this is where a lot of parents get messed up because they still post their profile ah, picture of their, um, move their baby ah, uh, and again people say well what's so wrong with that unfortunately there's some weird people out there that will take mm-hmm. that information take those pictures mm-hmm. and pretend that your kid is their kid Mm. there's a whole community that does that which again we don't understand it but it exists so I don't really want to be involved in that and it's my choice so my choice is not to put that information out there Um, I think it's this thing that the majority
0: of people around the world are completely normal sense people but then there's a small small percent that are crazy and with internet they have access to you know and And, and before they were secluded in some you know you didn't have contact with them but now yeah they can actually reach
1: you through technology they can Mm -hmm. and this is the thing is that unfortunately that small small percentage that can be the the percentage that leads to tragedy in your Mm -hmm. family no nobody wants that and so it's not about this whole big brother scaremongering kind Mm -hmm. of thing just about awareness Mm-hmm. Just to be aware that, you know, well, if you do this at this point or share this with this person or put it on this board, it's public. People that you don't know have access to. it. When we talk to the kids, we talk about Instagram and say, how many of you have got more than a thousand followers on Instagram? And this is in a room of sort of eight, nine, ten-year-olds. And all the hands go up. And then we get related back to, so has anybody heard from their mum and dad the, uh, the the old adage of don't talk to strangers? Mm-hmm. And of course they all have. And so that's why yeah, we say, well, if you've got 1,000 people yeah. on Instagram, you're no. talking to strangers because no. you don't know a 1,000 people, no. and they might not even physically be here. So is this idea that still people are viewing the online and the offline world as two separate things, but they're not. No. They're completely intertwined. No. They're the same thing. And at the younger age, they really need to understand that what they say and do online has repercussions offline. No. And here in the UAE, if they're younger than, I think, 13, then the repercussions fall on the parents. Mm. Uh, you know here it's not off you go please get on the plane and leave forever we don't care so there are real serious repercussions for that and this is what we're trying to get people talking Mm. about and if we can get people talking about it then maybe we can help them understand more we can start to reduce the instances of cyberbullying because this is how we link everything together is that if you're aware of what could happen in the future would you be involved in a group that's targeting one of your classmates and cyberbullying them? Because mm. there's a record of that. And so then they start to think, say, well, maybe not. Mm. And that's what so we want to get to. Awareness is the first key. Yeah. yeah. So one more
0: thing, this is LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. I know you get leads from LinkedIn. Yeah. So
1: uh, how do you set up your profile in a nice way so you get business? Yeah, so this is a really interesting... Um, Thing that my online reputation revolves around my name and revolves around my LinkedIn page. Or are and they have... searching for your father? and Then, well, this by is why. I, <laughs> this is exactly why. When if you look at all of my digital real estate, I use my full name, yeah. Barry Lee Cummings. When you look at the Swanglinese it's Barry Lee Cummings because that's the differentiator between me and my dad. Your, your my dad's father? Barry James? Ah, okay. Okay, okay, so if you just Google Barry Cummings then you get all of the Barry Cummings in the world but this well, maybe why. you want some business leads from your father so you should change well, Maybe yeah. <laughs> no, no I don't think so no, no, okay. so I, I deliberately uh, probably ah, okay. seven years yeah. ago decided that would be my online brand oh, that was a smart move then yeah. mm. so don't miss it yeah. because okay. if you, your name is not uh, unique you know like yeah. it can be difficult when yeah. I've done some sessions with Etisalat Salat and so forth and say well there's, there's 25 Muhammad's in this room yeah. Yeah. How, how do I do that and yeah. so then we have to again consciously make a decision about well how do I want to be known how do I introduce myself when I go to networking meetings how do I introduce myself when I go to company meetings or client meetings how and how does that work because a lot of uh, the guys here who have Muhammad as the first name they don't use that when they're actually interacting with people they use the second name mm. or the third name And so this is a conscious decision to think about when it comes to your online reputation. How do I want to be known? Mm. How do I want people to find me? Because actually, if there are 25 people with the same name as you, you still want to stand out so that when people go looking for you, they find you. Mm. They find your LinkedIn page. They find any other information that you've created about you. Because again, if you take control of this, then you can manage it. If you can manage it, you can make sure that people find the positive content that you want them to find. In the business world, setting yourself as the expert, as the authority, Mm. or just as a genuinely good person, so that when I think about doing business with you or your company, I get a good vibe. I look at your profile and go, okay, well, this guy seems to know his stuff. He's got some articles in here. He's got some uh, articles not just on LinkedIn. He may be running his own blog about the specific area that he focuses on, telecoms, Mm. medical, uh, legal, whatever it is that you do. So that I get enough evidence when I go searching that I'm making a good decision mm. by coming and meeting with you as an individual and then also as the brand that you represent. I Our clients just want to know that they're making a good decision. Mm. That A, you can do the job that you say you can do and that you're not going to screw mm. them at the end mm. of the day. We can help them get to that decision by providing them with evidence through the digital format to say, okay, yeah, okay." gets the benefit of the doubt. We will go for that meeting. Give him the chance to do the presentation, build the rapport, etc., and then we can make a decision mm. from there. But so many people these days make a decision by what they find online to say, actually, sorry, Oscar, I can't make that meeting anymore. Mm. And you think, oh, that's mm. weird. I wonder where well, that happened. And then it happens that's again. That's why. The- <laughs> <Could> <laughs> no, be. You, no, I don't know what you get up to in your <laughs> private life. So you
0: think uh, LinkedIn is kind of where the focus should be for
1: your personal brand? Or? In the professional sense, then yes, yeah. because like I say, you your name, you are a mm. brand, and mm. you also represent a brand, whether it's the company you own or it's the company mm. you work for. So, and also as we know, LinkedIn is usually the number one result on Google. Mm. So if that's the case, we want to take control of that and, and actually design our LinkedIn mm. profile to give the best uh, image of who mm. we are, but also to provide more information, so it's not just about having stuff in the right place, but thinking about that. Because the other thing to bear in mind is that somebody might search for you on Google, but somebody might also search for you on LinkedIn and you need to tell LinkedIn how to show you. Mm. Now if they're not searching you for you by name, they'll be searching for uh, keywords related to your business. Uh, and we do a full session of, of how to optimize your LinkedIn profile to give LinkedIn as much of a chance as possible to show you when somebody comes mm. looking for the answer to the question that you can actually provide.
0: But I think as we're recording this, they just changed so you can upload videos as well,
1: right, on LinkedIn? directly? You can, yeah. um, you can upload videos into your summary and so forth, mm. are you talking about into your newsfeed or into your no, profile? No I think
0: yeah on LinkedIn I didn't change recently so you have videos as well like uh, live stream and also yeah 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 I think you can't, no you can, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah you can definitely yeah, yeah. and you think you see LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook there the way that they present the information is all very similar mm. the feed, the wall, mm. live is going to be I mean going away from online reputation into digital, live content is going to be huge moving forward. That's why you've got live video on Twitter, you've got Facebook Live, you've got YouTube Live, you've got Instagram Live, you've got Snapchat, which has been, it's all about this live broadcast of what we're doing. Uh, And I don't know where it's going to go because already I'm a little bit bored of seeing so much Mm. from certain people. It's like, okay, I really don't need to see that. I don't need to Mm. uh, have that kind of thing. And this is where we also see from a social media perspective, this question of return on investment is getting harder because more and more of us have become voyeurs. We look, we will read, but we won't engage. Mm. Because we know if we engage, then we're just going to get sent all the same stuff on from that particular channel.
0: this this is why I like the podcast format I mean I I know people have been telling us that we should do a live video and we should have a video format as well but the the advantage with podcast is I download it and I listen it on my net time like no extra time when I go for a walk in the evening or when I you know I go for soon when the weather is better I go for a walk on the beach and I in my commute that's when I listen to podcasts yeah. I don't have time to watch all these uh, videos all the time you know <laughs> Yeah. so podcast I listen to when it doesn't take any extra time for me at all sure. when I go to the supermarket I listen to a podcast you know? yeah. it's not that I'm watching a live stream
1: while I'm walking on the beach You yeah. know, I don't want to but this is it's important to understand that there's a lot of people that do yeah, no worries, <laughs> yeah. and you only know, I mean, yes. when you're walking yeah. around the supermarket how many times have you nearly bumped into somebody who's looking at their phone because yeah. they're watching a video or yeah. they're watching something yeah, and yeah. they're not paying attention to what they're yeah. doing, and this go, this comes right back to understanding your target audience. Yes. We like podcasts. I do the same as you. I listen to podcasts yes. when I'm doing other things, when yes. I go for my walk, when I'm doing in the car on long journeys, because that's that's you know, of right. lights. It's a good use of time yeah. uh, to, to do that. But there's a lot of people out there that are not the same as us. No, no exactly. Um, and, and that's where we have yeah. to also consider our customer, right. like everybody does yeah. in business. <laughs>
0: so if you're listening to our podcast, then drop us an email and let us know if you think we should also have a video format it would yeah. be interesting to hear what you think yeah, isn't yeah. enough with the uh, audio or do you
1: also want to see us live yeah. and we need to dress, we'll put this up, dress up. up for the yeah <laughs> put, put this show. on the social media channels ask that question uh, or if you're listening and want to send an email to wishlist at Rocks, mm. we pick those up uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether mm. we're lagging behind because we're yeah. not doing the video or yeah. whether there are you know people are specifically podcast people because also even with the podcast you can have video on your podcast on iTunes yeah because um, I
0: mean I know some of the biggest podcasts in US they do both you know yeah. they have the live stream and they have, the live stream, they have the live stream they have the recorded video and they have the podcast you yeah know? Exactly. so you get I guess reach we both listen to Joe Rogan yeah, exactly. yeah yeah
1: you know all, all angles are covered yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah his episodes are three hours and we're not there we're not yet the so and this fact, this is this is a long episode that, for us, that's, so we my way of wrapping it up <laughs> anything else you want to say before we or we end it there?
1: No no I think that's good in terms yeah. of uh, the only thing the, the last thing is you know your online reputation is your reputation today yeah. and onwards so think that, before you posts. and yeah one of the mantras from Beat the Slide Bully, stop think post mm. uh, and again just be consciously aware of what you're saying and doing online, because you never know when it might come back to bite you. Thank you so much. Barry, that was interesting. I love picking you up, Awesome. Thanks, Oscar. And thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Swanglinese Ease with your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Endermo. We'll catch you next time.